And the more diversity that you have in your organization, the more likely you are to understand different markets, different target audiences, right? That can lead into new business development opportunities, um, uh, better outreach in your marketing, um, as well as better customer experiences because you have people internally who can understand your customer base and, and serve them more effectively. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Leomitech, sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Opus Labs, Synergy Global, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, Birthright Excel, Serona Partners, and in media partnership with CTEC. Welcome to another episode of 20 Minute Leaders. Today, we're talking about inclusion, equity, and belonging with Cynthia Oyong, the Vice President of Inclusion, Equity, and Belonging for Robinhood. She drives the company's approach to enhancing its culture of diversity and inclusion. Cynthia is also the founder of Breaking Glass Forms, where she develops strategies to accelerate more diverse leaders and inclusive organizations. A recognized diversity leader, Cynthia was named to Entrepreneur Magazine's 100 Women of Impact in 2021. Cynthia serves on the board of directors for Ability Path, a nonprofit dedicated to empowering people with special needs to achieve their full potential. I, I really appreciate you coming here. Um, you know, this show is, is about leadership in all its facets. And a lot of times we have here, you know, leaders from different tech companies and different verticals. Uh, you're vice president of inclusion, equity, and belonging within Robinhood. But beyond that, you've, you're, you're playing a really active role within the tech ecosystem when it comes to diversity, inclusion, equity, and belonging. Uh, founder and CEO of Breaking Glass Forums. Uh, you're on board of directors of Ability Path, a nonprofit. And you're uh, the author of a new book, All Are Welcome, How to Build a Real Workplace Culture of Inclusion that Delivers Results. And so I'm really excited to chat with you over these 20 minutes about you know, your experience about, you know, building a real workplace culture that delivers results when it comes to inclusion, equity, and, and diversification. So thank you very, very much for being here. I am thrilled to be able to chat about this topic anywhere, anytime. Well, uh, I'd like to start with you by, by really understanding, you know, what it means to create a real workplace culture that delivers results. Because the terms diversity, equity, inclusion, it gets thrown around a lot, especially in the last few years. And I'm often left thinking, okay, how do we actually get this to tangible results within organizations? So perhaps you can help help me sort through this. Yeah, you know, it takes a lot of uh, intention and hard work to get there. You know, I think that people have to really understand all the nuances behind the differences between diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, where diversity mm -hmm. is really about representation, equity is about making sure that that representation has equal opportunities and access to all those opportunities. Inclusion is really about um, making sure that you're able to leverage that diversity in your organization to its fullest potential. And belonging is that sense of connection that people have to your company so that they'll want to perform um, at their best. And so companies really have to focus on all four facets uh, of these things to really be able to deliver more innovation, more creativity, higher performance as a culture, 
um, McKinsey and many other uh, companies have done studies that show that organizations that have more diverse leadership um, and more diverse teams um, have better financial performance as an organization. So I don't see why any organization wouldn't focus on these uh, these things around diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging if they want to be effective and successful and position themselves for growth in the future. Fantastic. So, so we're going to get in a second to some some tangible things that organizations and and leaders can do to 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 be effective at this mission. But before that, going back to these reports that you're mentioning and understanding the advantages of, of creating a diversified ex- executive leadership team uh, within organizations and, and workforce in general, why, in your opinion, is it that having a more diverse workforce increases productivity and, in the end, financial results for a business you know, on a very practical level? Well, if you have more diversity in your organization, you are going to have different perspectives that give you more innovative ideas, right? Um, mm-hmm. And studies also show that when you're able to leverage all of these different perspectives in an effective way, it actually leads to better decision making as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more diversity that you have in your organization, the more likely you are to understand different markets, different target audiences, right? That can lead into new business development opportunities, um, uh, better outreach in your marketing, um, as well as better customer experiences because you have people internally who can understand your customer base and and serve them more effectively than if you didn't have some of those perspectives represented inside your company. So these are all things that are all, you know, that lead to those better business results, but you have to be able to um, reflect that customer base that you have um, externally and internally as well. And you have to provide an environment in which um, that talent that you're uh, attracting and that represents all of these different diverse backgrounds um, can really feel like they have the opportunity to thrive, right? And so that means making sure that you're hiring from an inclusive lens, making sure that you're promoting people and advancing their careers um, with equal access to those different opportunities and not letting bias kind of get in the way of your perceptions of their potential. Um, and it means really being able to create that, uh, an environment where people feel like they have a voice and that they can contribute that different perspective to all of the things that I mentioned earlier so that you can then drive those results that you're looking to, um, to progress around, whether that is, you know, stronger sales, more innovation, um, you know, again, expanding your marketplace and expanding your market share, like all of those things um, can come as a result of having more diversity in your organization. Right. And I particularly love, you know, what you mentioned um, a little while ago, talking about how, you know, beyond just being able to foster more innovation and more creativity, different points of view within the organization, you're also much better, just you're much more able to serve you know, a diversified customer base, you know, in a globalized world where tech companies are creating offerings for, for you know, people of all cultures and geographical locations, you know, having a more diversified leadership team allows you to, to understand the customers better and to cater to them 
especially as you know there's differing different you know cultures and different understandings of how their consumer behavior is interacting with the product now talking specifically about your book all are welcome how to build a real workplace culture of inclusion that delivers results now we're talking more tangibly about how to go about doing that right so what what are some things that you've learned throughout your career that that shine light on on being able to do what we're talking about but you know doing it successfully yeah i mean it, everything that you need to do spans from you know your empl- entire employee life cycle right so from hiring to development to retention um like all of these things are things that that uh have very specific strategies um that companies can use and uh in support of diversity equity inclusion and belonging so you know if we take hiring as a good example any company that is doing any significant amount of hiring um will look at that as a lever to pull to drive uh greater diversity in their organization right um and so you have to look at every piece of that process of hiring as its own sort of stage where bias can be mitigated right so think about like job descriptions even the process of writing a job posting um can have uh really um profound implications to who is actually attracted to your company right who will actually apply if you use a very gendered um terminology in your job description as an example you know lots of job descriptions will say things like oh we we want people who are rock stars um who are ninjas you know who are work hard play hard like all of these types of phrases are very masculine in nature and that will tend to turn off women from applying to your role similarly there's research that says that you know women will apply to roles if they meet only if they meet 100% of the requirements listed versus men will only will apply if they only meet 60%, right? And so that will skew your applicant pool as well. And that's a very tangible um and concrete way if people can really um be thoughtful about what they're putting into job descriptions and thoughtful about what really they are requiring of folks versus what's is like a preferred qualification for a role um that can make a difference in the uh, talent pool that actually applies and then gets considered and then moves through your hiring pipeline right so that's just one example of a way to mitigate bias to to really be thoughtful about how you hire um people from more diverse backgrounds and i can go on and on right so there's like interviewing and making sure that you have consistent standards for interviewing and evaluation criteria for assessing a candidate then there's like offers and making sure that you actually customize your benefits and appeal to that particular candidate who may have very specific needs and wants right um around their benefits and so all of these things are are ways that people need to really start to think about being thoughtful in their hiring process to really drive hiring for more diversity in in their companies so what i'm hearing is that there's a lot of intentionality that needs to come into play when when in the hiring pipeline and it it starts from you know the the basic format of a job description all the way to the interviews and the hiring and and it goes all the way to the complexity of the of the benefits and the structure of the benefits and compensation that that you offer that that obviously needs to be different and needs to be considerate of of the different needs of of different people in different situations and 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 I, and I like the idea of of now transitioning to 
Okay, so now we, we, we've been intentional and we've built an organization who, where the hiring is you know, promoting towards equity, diversity, and inclusion. But now we're running a company. Now we're in the day-to-day of building products, making decisions within the organizations. What are things that I, as a young CEO, need, need to take into account as I'm you know, running the company and shaping the way we make decisions? Yeah, great question. Um, so, you know, at any leader uh, of a team or a company, right, needs to be thoughtful about the culture that they're creating, where employees can have a voice and feel like they have enough psychological safety to use that voice, right? Um, because mm-hmm. you want to be able to surface new ideas, you want to be able um, to have people feel um, free to express their opinions um, and and share different perspectives and you know challenge each other right because it's through challenge and debate very often that we get to better decisions right um, you know I think that uh, there there's always cases of, of of people being like you know seeing seeing as yes people right like if you're mm-hmm. if you're a leader and everyone is always saying yes to you i don't think that that necessarily leads to better decisions around better products and how you better serve your customers right you have to have some of that challenge and debate in order to do that people need to feel like they can they can do that without any sort of repercussion right um and and that's where the inclusion piece and belonging pieces really come in because you know you you run a meeting and you want people to be able to share their opinions but you know if the if there's like two people in the room who are like the loudest people in the room that drowns out everyone else and you don't take the time to be intentional about drawing out some of those more quiet voices in different ways, right? Then you're missing that great perspective and an opportunity to leverage that in your decisions. So um, being very mindful about the culture that you're creating and how you amplify different voices um, and provide channels for creativity and innovation to surface in that way are, are going to be the ways that you actually create better products. Um, there is sort of a, a, a concept that we use in uh, diversity, equity, inclusion work very often that says when you design for um, uh, your sort of edge cases, then you're designing for everybody, right? And you're making something mm. much more effective in the process. Um, and, and so, you know, the more that you can think about, like, what are those lived experiences, those marginalized experiences that you can design and develop for and serve, then you're actually going to create better product, better, um, services, right. For everyone that you serve. And, and I think that's a key mantra to keep in mind as any leader. Fantastic. And now we're, we're at the retention piece, right? So, so we've worked on, on, providing a platform for voices to surface and for and and, and being intentional with that just as we were intentional with uh, with the hiring process but now we you, you brought up this question of retention which is also a factor we need to take into account as leaders when it comes to inclusion diversification and equity yeah retention matters because um here's the thing right we're we're, so many companies are trying to increase their diverse representation in inside them and um and so they spend a lot of effort like hiring people from different backgrounds into their companies but they're not spending as much effort to keep 
the diverse talent that they have, right? And so oftentimes you will see people leaving the company at the same rates that they're coming in. And therefore your representation doesn't actually move, right? So it's sort of like, then it becomes this zero sum game. And that's not what any of us wants. You have to look at how are you actually retaining that diverse talent in addition to hiring. And that's, you know, arguably one of the most important things because then you're, you're not wasting your effort bringing them in. Right. Um, and, but where's the, where's so, the pitfall you know, when it comes to where... these, to, to the retention? Where, where's the challenge? Why do people tend to, to leave at the rate of coming in, especially when we're talking about the diversification? Yeah, that's where the concept of inclusion and belonging really matters, right? If people don't feel like they can grow and learn and mm. develop inside your company, um, that is the number one reason that they tend to leave, right? And people leave for a whole host of other reasons, things like compensation or a lack of benefits or, you know, um, uh, feeling like uh, there's like just a, a bigger, better opportunity elsewhere, right? But to the extent that you can engage people and help them feel it's like super connected and therefore more loyal to your company, um, and that can take the... Um, take the form of just even having friends at your company and companies like Gallup have proven that just, you know, having a circle of support, uh, whether that's like a best friend at work or a community, like an employee resource group that you belong to, um, and, or a connection to your team and your manager and really feeling like a strong connection, um, and support from that team, um, can make a huge difference in people's intent to stay at a company. So that's, those are the things that you want to focus on. You want to make sure that your managers are capable and inclusive leaders and know how to coach and guide, um, uh, the people on their team, um, no matter what kind of background they have, right. The ability to work across difference, the ability to, um, develop that difference and to learn from that difference and leverage it. Like these are all things that will help people to really want to stay at the company um, and give them, you know, and hopefully do the best work of their lives. I love it. And Cindy, I can't believe that the 20 minutes went by so fast. It's uh, one of the fastest 20 minutes that, uh, that I've had gone by. And I have so many more questions uh, and then trying to understand, you know, where your, where your passion is coming from and, and your personal experiences that, that have shaped these insights. But I'm going to have to leave that to another episode. And I uh, really appreciate you taking the time to to, to be on the show and to share your perspective. And I can't wait to, to also read the book, which just, I believe, came out very recently in January, right? And so uh, really, uh, congratulations on that. And thank you for the amazing work that you're doing. Uh, and uh, and I hope that, that it will make a positive impact on a lot of leaders and a lot of organizations. And obviously, at the end, these are the organizations that, that beyond shaping their own workforce, they're shaping the products that we are using in our day-to-day uh, which has just as big an impact on diversity and inclusion within our society beyond just the, the tech workforce. So, Cynthia, thank you very, very much for being here. Thank you so much, Michael. I really enjoyed the conversation and I'd love to continue it in the future. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm.